the idea that I could influence the world around me, especially when it comes to diversity and inclusion, which is, you know, my calling and, and my purpose. Wow, like I just wanted to know more and discover more. And yeah, I'm very keen to start my journey now and, and have a positive impact. BSI presents The Standard Show the podcast that brings you the stories behind the standards with Matthew Childs and Cindy Paragill. Today's episode is on why I've become a standards maker. Hello and welcome to The Standard Show. My name is Matthew Childs and the aim of this podcast is to bring you the stories behind the standards. Now, since we started this podcast two years ago, we've welcomed over 100 guests from all sorts of organisations and talked to them about standards, about how they work behind the scenes, shaping and influencing the world around us. Not all of these guests have been standards makers, but they've all shared something in common, a relationship with standards in some way. And because of this, we like to ask them a couple of particular questions. Very often, the first questions. What's been your standards journey? How and when did it start for you? And where are you now? The answers often reveal a career steeped in standards, where someone has been seduced early on in their professional life about standards and what they do. Sometimes the answers reveal a standard seduction that has taken place relatively recently instead. Or occasionally, through these conversations, we discover that people have literally stumbled into standards and who now find they don't want to leave. This episode is my conversation with someone who's only just starting out on their standards journey. I suppose you could say they're at the packing their luggage stage. And that someone is Selene Anglerer, the voice you heard at the top of the episode, talking about her light bulb moment about wanting to get involved in standards. Born and raised in France, Selene started her career in the environment and travel industries before finding a way into the world of diversity and inclusion. She's currently diversity and inclusion partner at Innovate UK, the UK's national innovation agency. But there are other interests too. Selene is an entrepreneur, presenter and author. She's published four books on the themes of identity, home and belonging, including a book of poetry and also launched her own talk show called The Inclusion Conversation, aimed at breaking down borders and bringing the world closer together, as she describes, one conversation at a time. And now we can add to that already impressive list, Standards Maker, in the field of diversity and inclusion. Selene has become a member of HCS-1-2, the BSI Committee for Human Capital Standards. And she'll also be involved in ISO TC-260, the International Committee for these standards. She will be a member of a task group supporting the communication of the standards produced by this technical committee. We'll hear Selene talking about her motivations for starting her standards journey, her experiences so far, and what she's looking forward to most about getting involved. Before we hear from her, a reminder that here on The Standards Show, we really welcome your feedback please rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts, especially if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Find and follow us on Twitter at Standard Show and on Instagram at The Standard Show. And check out the show notes for all of the ways to get in touch. Hi, Selene. Welcome to The Standard Show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. 
It's our absolute pleasure. Now, I introduced you as someone who's been involved in the environmental sector and the travel industry, and who now finds herself in the world of diversity and inclusion in innovation. But that you're also a presenter, entrepreneur, author, even a poet, and now standards maker. So I suppose what I'd like to know is, who or what is Selene Anglera? Wow. I've never called been been called what before. <laughs> been asked what am I? Um, maybe I am a robot uh, after all. Um, so yes, I'm Solène. Um, I was born and raised in France. Um, when I was 18, I left uh, for the first time. I moved to Norway, and then after that, I lived in a, I lived and worked in six different countries and traveled traveled to I think it's 54 now so yes I love my traveling very passionate about that and hence I suppose finding my way into the travel industry um, at um, at the start of my career after a couple of years uh, working in water and waste so quite different uh, and now I work in innovation I help uh, young people um, take their idea and bring it into reality which is amazing uh, and that's what I've been looking for I suppose throughout my career I think that's why I've tried so many different things um one i get bored easily but two i also always was looking for that meaning you know what i want to do something that has a positive impact that really changes the world in some way and so i tried lots of different ways of how i could do that and hopefully i'm getting closer and closer to having that large uh, meaningful and positive impact that i would love to have on the world and so outside of work, uh, like you've pointed out, I, I do a lot of other activities, again, driven by that, that vision, that mission to break down borders and bring the world closer together. And I'd like to do that one conversation at a time. And for me, conversation can be a written piece. So hence, you know, publishing several uh, books around identity, belonging, home. It can also be a spoken piece. So I do um, host a talk show called The Inclusion Conversation, where we talk about different aspects of diversity and inclusion and bring, you know, people from lots of different backgrounds as guests, but also as um, attendees to just share their stories and ask each other questions. And oh, I it's one of my favorite things that I'm doing at the moment um, amongst a lot of other presenting and speaking um, opportunities that are that are coming through um, all around that um, you know that topic of diversity inclusion but also mental health and well-being as well so yeah so glad to be here thank you Matthew for having me I can't wait to get stuck into this uh, conversation well you've had a fascinating journey to this point now you're currently uh, working for for Innovate UK tell us a bit more about that particular role Yes, so currently I work for Innovate UK KTN, uh, which is part of uh, Innovate UK, the a government agency for innovation. Uh, my role is I'm a diversity and inclusion partner focusing on young innovators. So basically, I help young people from 18 to 30 who win a Innovate UK award and grant to turn their business idea into a reality. Uh, and really grow and develop that. Um, I do that through, honestly, like the best best aspect ever, which is all about communication, marketing, organizing events, learning opportunities, networking, connecting them. So it's really that kind of uh, program management, if you like. 
um, but focused on uh, more of those um, those pieces while other people in the team are maybe more focused on you know the the operational side of things and and also the investment side of things which obviously is is the most important thing for for uh, a lot of our young people but i i like to think that i do the fun the fun stuff <laughs> now selene you've you've talked about your your fascinating background and all the things you've done in your your life so far now on the standard show we love our standards journeys we ask we ask pretty much all of our guests about about how it started for them but i wonder um, in terms of if your motivations for for wanting to become a standards maker, you know, was there a a light bulb moment for for it to start for you? You know, why did you why have you decided to become a standards maker? Great question, um, and I owe it all to you, Matthew. So this is going to be a you know a singing your praise answer. <laughs> is this where I start to blush now? <laughs> I don't know if I should thank you or blame you just yet because I haven't started, you see. <laughs> uh, but yes, absolutely. This is when you start to blush. Um, so we met um, because we were discussing how do we get more young people involved in developing uh, and informing standards? Um, because as you told me in that meeting, uh, the average age of standard makers is uh, quite advanced, let's say. Um, what was it again? Did you have the, the figure in mind? It's around, yeah, it's around sort of 55, 56. Yes, there you go. So, and I look after people, young people, like I said before, young entrepreneurs, um, you know, innovators in their field who are from 18 to 30. So imagine how much they could bring the uh, average down if, uh, you know, even just a, just a few, uh, a few of them got involved. So that's, uh, that's how we started the conversation. And, and Matthew, I asked you a bit of a provocation question in the conversation if you remember I, I was like but this is a voluntary role so so what's in it for them and your answer is what got me thinking well what about me getting involved in this work because you said through standards we can literally shape and change the world and if you remember from my initial introduction this is what I want to do I want to change the world and so the idea that I could influence um, the world around me, especially when it comes to diversity and inclusion, which is, you know, my calling and, and my purpose, then, wow, like, I just wanted to know more and discover more. And yeah, I'm very keen to start my journey now and, and have a positive impact. Well, that is, that is fantastic to hear. Now, I'm going to ask, we'll talk in a second about the sort of standards you're going to be involved with, but I want to, want to focus on this issue of diversity and inclusion that you mentioned there. You know, why, why are those particular issues so important to you? Oh, yeah. Wow. That is a massive um, question and it's got many different angles. I'll just focus on a couple. One, I think, is the personal perspective. So I think a lot of people in diversity and inclusion often have you know that approach like from a personal story so for me um living uh, in different countries traveling you know i kept meeting people and realizing wow we have so much in common you know our similarities are incredible and also we are so unique and so different how come we're struggling to, you know, find peace and being able to live together as one humanity. Like, what is driving this? Because I can see that, you know, we really could. And, and you know, even me lost in China being all different, not understanding anything. Pretty quickly, I realized, like, people have very similar 
ways of thinking. They have, you know, things they're looking forward to, like things they want for their family, for themselves, you know, so many similarities. And yet it's so different. And I found myself also adapting and changing to the culture. So that really culture piece was my entry point into diversity and inclusion. Then obviously being a, a woman and the whole issue around gender, you know, pay quality, and, and especially when you talk about the world of entrepreneurship, you know, 1% of uh, VC investment going to women-led businesses, you know, all of that was really also, you know, driving me. Um, then if you add to that, the fact that, um, you know, over the past couple of years, I think everyone's been challenged with their mental health. And for me personally, it's been a really, really intense journey. I actually was diagnosed with a mental health condition that I've been carrying since I was a child, just was really good at hiding it. And so realizing that you are neurodivergent and what that means as well in the workplace and in the the ways that that you you function you know so all of that personal element brought me into diversity and inclusion but above all what makes me then stay in the field and want to do more is that element of equality and equity i just want to find a way a space where i can contribute to making the world fairer making it more equal but also mainly making it more equitable because equality just means having the same thing for everybody. But the reality is not everybody's starting from the same starting point and in the same context. So that equity piece is so important. And having certain protected characteristics, while having also a lot of privilege that I'm very aware of, um, obviously you can't see me, but I am white, for example, so I have white privilege. So being very aware of that dynamic and how therefore I can, you know, leverage my own differences and my own privileges to create safe spaces, to make and drive change. That's what's brought me into this space. And that's what's keeping me into this space because there's so much, so much to do globally to make the world a more peaceful and a more fair and a more equitable place. Hi, this is Cindy Parakil, just popping up here to say that if, like Salent, you want to make a difference and shape and change the world to make it a better and fairer place, then why not become a standards maker with BSI? Standards affect all of us every day, wherever we go, whatever we do. By defining good practice, they help people, organizations, the economy and society to do things better. Selene is going to be using her expertise and experience to develop human capital standards. But if that's not your thing, we have hundreds of committees working on thousands of standards, from artificial intelligence to zinc-enriched crops and everything in between. We welcome applicants from all fields, backgrounds and career stages. Our goal is simple, to have a balance of views around the standards-making table. So, start your standards making journey now by visiting bsigroup.com forward slash get involved. Now, I mentioned, uh, Selene, that you, you're you getting involved because you want to, as you described there, you know, you want to help shape the world and make it a better place to, to, in which to sort of live and work. So, what, what standards then are you going to be involved with? You know, what, what standards and what committees are you going to, are you going to be sitting around the table on? 
Yes, I'm really excited. So I'm going to be involved in um, a couple of uh, one a committee and one subcommittee. So I'm still, uh, you know, practicing the names. Um, so one is HCS slash one slash two, and that's International Human Resources Management. Um, and under that, uh, there's a lot of work being done in terms of diversity and inclusion standards um, and actually there's been a new standard released just recently so that's why I'm also getting involved in the subcommittee called ISO TC slash 260 which is going to be all about communicating the new standards um, the new standard around diversity and inclusion uh, especially uh, across the world which is so exciting because in diversity and inclusion, like we need a little bit more structure, I would say. I hope uh, my colleagues would agree with me. Um, it's been an amazingly growing field, especially since um, the uh, tragic death of George Floyd and everything that was brought to the surface um, as a consequence of that. And there's so, so much work to do. And there's so much great work that has been done without having that much, let's say, structured and agreed um it's kind of like you have a train and there are no rails and you're like having these actually you have several trains and they're all kind of going in different directions and they're not quite sure how this is working and it's like oh how about if we put some rails might make us even you know more effective um and also more able to learn from from each other and from having those best practices in place. So yeah, very excited to get stuck in, but it's very early days. I'm just setting setting up the uh, all of the platforms and things like that at this stage and waiting for my <laughs> I first think meeting. No, I like this because we, we obviously to, to continue with the sort of journey analogy. Maybe you're at the sort of packing your bags and planning stage of this particular job, or waiting at the platform station, as you said, to get on that particular yes. train. So, in, so in terms of this um, of the process so far, then you said obviously it's relatively early days. But what what has been that process so far? You know, how, how did it all happen? You know, what interactions have you had with, with BSI so far, and another another standards makers? Yes, uh, so far. Um, well, so it first started, I applied uh, online. So actually anyone can do this. So if you're interested in getting involved in standards in your field, um, it's pretty easy to um, to apply. You can go on the website and you can search your area of specialty or, or interest. And then you submit uh, your application with your CV. Um, and then pretty quickly, I heard back and there was interest from the committee, which was excellent. And then uh, once they agreed to bring me on board, um, then I've been uh, just signing up to the different uh, systems. There's a one main platform where kind of all the documents are sitting and where you can find like all the updates and the minutes for meetings and stuff like that. So I still need to dive into that in a bit more detail. I feel like I have a lot um, to get through and, and to learn. But yeah, it's all very, very exciting stuff. And then in terms of like at the real beginning, there was also a training session um, to explain to us a little bit more about standards, how they get made, why, how does it work, you know, kind of British level, then inverse, verse slash with international uh, level standards. Um, and also how to use the system and things like that. And that was really, really great. Um, there were lots of people on, on the call that I was on and doing lots of, you know, different things. And I remember hearing one person uh, mentioning that they were working on a, like a dental 
um, related standards. And oh my God, I will tell you, I am terrified of like teeth cavities. I don't like, I like dentists is like the one job I could never do. Like, even if you paid me like 10 million, I could never ever. So immediately I kind of, it piqued my attention just from that intro. And it's really hilarious. And then this person then uh, from my intro also, uh, you know, pick their interest because they reach out to me. Um, they actually work for a university uh, in Wales and they were interested in perhaps collaborating in, you know, educating their students around uh, resilience um, as an entrepreneur. And so, yeah, I, it's just so amazing. I just think, wow, <laughs> how, how, how crazy is that? So I'm already making some great connections. Oh, and to mention finally that I also had a, meeting with the committee manager, uh, which was lovely. Um, yeah, she's been really, really great um, in just making me feel welcome and also, you know, encouraging me to take my time, um, you know, just, uh, you know, make myself um, more familiar with everything. And don't worry, like, it's yeah, it's all going to kind of fall into place uh, very shortly. So, yeah, that's been uh, my journey so far. I think that's fantastic, isn't it? About the, one of the wonderful things about the standards community is that it's it's bringing together people from all sorts of different perspectives and backgrounds. And you've already you already start, as you say started making those connections and developing a network before you've actually even started, which is fantastic to hear. I just wonder, Solène, when you know when is the in practical terms when is that when's your first sort of committee meeting? When will you first get around that table? Well, that's a great question because I don't know yet is the answer. Actually, I received a doodle poll uh, last week uh, and we're all asked to contribute the dates when we are available. So it looks like it's going to be September, uh, late September, early October. So I'm assuming because of uh, summer holidays, a lot of people are away. So, so yeah, but in the meantime, I think there's going to be maybe a, a subcommittee meeting. Not sure. So we'll find out. <laughs> Now, for someone who adores travel and it's been a big yes. part of your life, I just wonder then, you know, you're, you're, you've started your, your journey here and you've got you've got some things in the pipeline, some things to look forward to. But what are you looking forward to most about getting started on your standards journey? Oh, I, I can tell you always what I look forward to the most about pretty much everything I do is the people. I just can't wait to meet people. The people that are, you know, involved in the standard that have developed the diversity and inclusion standard, what brought them there, you know, what did they learn from doing it and how can we best communicate uh, about this uh, all together into, you know, the extended uh, diversity and inclusion um, practice and community worldwide. I really, for me, it's about, it, yeah, it's about that, those, all those connections and how amazing to be involved in the ISO level where I'll be getting to, you know, meet people from all over the world, um, which, yeah, I, I just, I just love that. I absolutely love it. Well, Selene, thank you so much for being with us here on The Standard Show and for sharing with us your standards journey so far. Thank you so much for having me, Matthew. I really appreciate it. And will you come back again and tell us how it's going? I would love to come back again if you'll have me. Uh, I'd love to keep you up to date with how my standards journey is going. You have been listening to an episode of The Standard Show with Matthew Childs and Cindy Parakil. Subscribe to us now wherever you get your podcasts. You just heard a stripped media production.